Well, it's best song ever. Not a podcast better. Tunes are cool and the jokes are clever. It's a worthwhile endeavor. Welcome to the best song ever. I am your sports-loving host, Luke Levin, and alongside me, as always, my favorite sports fan, Kevin Connor. What's up, Kev? Luke, you know, it was the big game. We're bringing you all the analysis, all the recaps, everything oh, you got. Play-by-play. Play. Yeah. And After you know, the fact. Absolutely. Well, you know what? Sometimes we want to break things down. Do the referees, you know, give the Rams an extra chance in uh, the fourth quarter? Uh, Joe Burrow sacked a little too much, but Luke, I really want to hear your analysis. Um, well, actually, Kev, you might be surprised to know that I watched the game fairly invested, um, and actually paid attention most of the time. There was a moment when I got bored and yelled, do another Marvel trailer, but, um, <laughs> they didn't. Unfortunately, yeah, we had seen a, both of them at that point. <laughs> we were in a group with some of our friends and, uh, there wasn't a lot of game discussion. There was a lot of Dr. No. Strange and the multiverse of madness discussion and me, uh, sad. Yeah. There wasn't a Kenobi trailer. I know. I was sad about that too. And, um, <laughs> I do want to talk about that text thread really quick, Kev, but we can talk about the halftime show and everything, but like there was a moment when, uh, so I turned on the feed right when you guys were texting and right at that moment, there was an interview with Dr. Dre, Mary J. Blige and Snoop. It was a great interview. They're like sharing inspirational quotes. And then it cuts to the chain smokers performance. And I'm like, Oh fuck oh, chain smokers, you know? And like me talking a bunch of shit. And then you text to the group, uh, something about making fun of chain smokers. And I said, how dare you? And it's funny because there was like, I had like five different responses I was thinking, but just sent that one really quick. And I was like, I will defend the chain smokers to my grave. And you believed me for a second. And I'm kind of insulted by that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I responded, I go after you said you were joking (laughs) and said, Oh my God, I would have lost so much respect for you. Which like, if you love the chain smokers, good for you. I'm not going to critique, but Luke, I, uh, it's bad for you. Chain smoking is very bad for you. Actually. (laughs) I thought, I thought better of you and you, uh, you had surprised me. I was, I was aghast. so funny. I mean, um, I'm like, you can't tell tone through text, so I get it. You couldn't tell that I was being sarcastic. But. I, I literally lo- saw that and was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I could so see myself, like, because I've been in that situation where someone sends something. And I'm like, oh, that's clearly a joke. But then there's like that 5% that's like, but what if it's not? <laughs> it's like, I don't want to insult them. But no, yeah, not a chain smoker fan. It was a joke. No disappointed um, that that was such a prominent part of the pregame show uh are there no yeah. other artists in la we could have gotten actually that? that seems very fitting for the pregame of the super bowl that seems like if you would ask me like hey where's the chain smokers playing this weekend i'd probably be like i don't know probably the pregame of the super bowl <laughs> like it would just be yeah. like seems like such a random thing that most people wouldn't even think of well luckily the halftime show of the super bowl a uh, significantly more prominent performance was not yes no it was not it was a lot happening and before i knew it it was over and i was like that was wonderful 
Yeah. Um, I, my only critique was that it could have been, well, not my only critique. My biggest critique is that I could have gone for 20 more minutes with oh, that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was like, that's the thing is you only got really one song each except for like Mary J. Blige got two and Dre and Snoop kind of got two. Yeah. Uh, and like, I would have loved more Kendrick, obviously, but he's yeah. the newest among the legends. So it's like he did a great performance of All Right. Um, but yeah, I thought it was super awesome. They got us with that 50 cent surprise, man. They did. <laughs> and Anderson Peck. I and didn't Anderson expect Peck. him. That was he great. Didn't, he didn't perform any of his songs, but he was on the drum kit and looked very excited to be there. Oh, yeah. He was killing it, which it's crazy because I was thinking like, oh, wow, Snoop, Eminem uh kendrick and anderson pack they're like all the big dr dre like discoveries like kind of proteges from all these different decades and it's like it's pretty amazing that he uh has had this big of an influence over like the new artists uh, well and to this day and that's how it started right was him producing he he had his like hand on the on the mixer to to bring the levels up so it was Dr. Dre's performance, I feel like, but right. more so his influence as a producer. And, like, he did pretty well. Uh, he uh, he took that verse from California Love by Tupac, and obviously there's a ton of backing, trocal, backing vocals on those, yeah. uh, but he did all right. Like, it wasn't yeah. terrible. Was... Dude, Dr. Dre sat down and played the, the piano. piano. Yeah, that was great. Was amazing he did great yeah that distracted me from eminem's moment where he took a knee which is quite honestly the biggest fumble the nfl has ever done because i heard a couple days before that the nfl had told eminem not to take a knee and yeah first of all don't ever tell eminem to not do anything you don't want him to do because yes he's gonna do it but also um it was at the end of his performance as Dre was beginning to pay, play the piano. I would have completely believed that was the blocking of the yeah, performance had that not been notice. discussed earlier. Right. Yeah. I didn't even know about this whole thing and I missed when he even did it. Um, and apparently uh, I was listening. I was like, is Dre going to say still not loving police? And I think he did, but I, I didn't really notice it. Um, but because it's like in the performance i didn't even notice it but but in all right by kendrick they edited out say popo in the line but i hate popo wanna what kill us oh wait he didn't edit it out himself like this oh no i think i think it it was edited out yeah Yeah. he did there was like a like there was definitely a musical um you know which it's like he's saying hate where dr dre is saying still not loving so it's a little more gentle but um either way it's like yeah come on and then i love that there was still like somehow controversy because like most of these songs are like 15 years old like how is there <laughs> i know controversy it's about these old songs but well then and you sent us that thing that was like sexual anarchy and i was oh, like what yeah, song was the, even sexual oh the, i guess into club that was like the only one the internet's biggest dumb fuck charlie kirk who's a right-wing pundit um oh okay, yeah not, not a fan is. that dude sucks he, he, like literally <laughs> anything that he says i'm on the other side of usually and yeah happy to be there i it didn't even seem that sexual of a performance no not like, at all that's why i was like surprised i was like i didn't even think you could find any controversy but again i i'm a fan so i was yeah. just watching it well, having even a good compared time. to like 
J-Lo and Shakira a couple years ago, that was significantly more, uh, you know, hot and heavy. And still, yeah. Shakira did that thing where she like, into the camera. That was a, a big deal for a while on the internet. <laughs> In, right, right. in places online. <laughs> in places. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. I've been uh, pretending like I know, but I don't remember. It was a thing. She just like did like a... <laughs> into the camera. Yeah. Um, the Really the only Super Bowl halftime show I remember is Prince because I recently watched it. Um, but I, I feel like if you told me who played some other ones, I'd maybe remember, but... The Prince one's just, I mean, it's Prince, maybe. The Prince one is Um, arguably the best one. Yeah, but I'd say they uh, topped the weekend for sure. And uh, this one was historic. Yeah, the thing the weekend did a little more that I really appreciated um, was it was significantly more intimate. Like, it was in his face for a lot of their performance. Yeah, and this was a lot of the. This was very shot. like telephoto lens, yeah. like way back. The, it was very like party atmosphere tube with the like yeah. trailers, which was cool. But well, yeah. and the Kendrick performance was the one time where they did like get up in his grill and like you saw him like in the camera, and that was really cool. And I wanted more of that, but I guess just the the blocking of the set, they were all like on these roofs that right. were you couldn't really fit a camera there. I don't know. I I'm not an expert on that kind of production that's that's otherworldly you are you're like me when i went up to that kid in preschool and said i would have blocked it differently he's yeah with blocks yeah you would have used more of the arch ones yes or i would have just spelled out boobies ah see smart overall though like where do you oh you overall what? i would put this near the top of the super bowl performances Absolutely. I would, I mean, it's the main reason I watched this year. Um, and I, I do like watching, you know, I'm like, uh, you know, I've been very anti-sports in the past, uh, and maybe a little, a little harsh, but, um, I feel like I can be like one of those Christians or Catholics who just goes to church on like Easter and Christmas and I'll watch the Super Bowl cause it's a big event uh, otherwise it's like, yeah, to miss me with that. That's a, that's a very funny way to put it, but like <laughs> you're a, you're a Christmas Catholic for the Super Bowl because yeah. it is such big, a big event. I, uh, I watched it with much interest for the game. Uh, and I was happy with the outcome because I, we don't oh, need you to were, I was, you were well, rooting for Rams, former, Lions quarterback Matthew Stafford was traded to the Rams. Right. And I know I heard a lot about him. I was ro- I was rooting for him personally. Um so I have a funny story uh last thing about the Super Bowl. One time so of uh, like a month or so ago I was wearing this Winter Classic hat because I Kyle and I worked on the Winter Classic as PAs when it was here for the NHL network. That's right. And so I have this hat and it's a great hat. I wear it all the time in the winter. And this guy's like, I like that hat. And I'm like, thanks. And Kyle's like, he thinks you're a sports guy. And I was like, oh. And then uh, so the night of the Super Bowl, we go to Aldi. I was getting the ingredients to make uh, your famous buffalo chicken dip, which yeah. was delicious. Thank you. I'm glad um, it worked out. Oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I uh, we're standing in line. And 
I kind of like got uh, these like chocolate truffles, and I'm like, "Man, you're going all out for the Super Bowl." And she goes, "For Valentine's Day," because <laughs> we were just like staying in having dinner for Valentine's Day, and I was like, "I sound like a sports guy." <laughs> As a sports guy and a Valentine's Day fan, I don't like this. I <laughs> I think that because they added a game to the season, so the, the yeah you Super don't Bowl want them too close is one week like further back than it used to be, and I don't I don't I like the weekend of Valentine's Day to be a fun weekend where you do a bunch of shit like Sunday. You've usually shot. got like a giant sack of rose petals that you're stacking from noon to night. Exactly. Uh, and now you had to watch the Super Bowl. I have to spend days after vacuuming all these rose yeah. petals. And now I got to do Super Bowl recaps on the podcast instead. It's ridiculous. Like, so the only way to solve it is to add an 18th game. So there's even more football and then it'll be this weekend. Sure. Add a 19th, 20th while you're at it. See if I care. I, I know you won't. One more word out of you, it's going to be 21. <laughs> 22. All right. Well, we talked about the Superb Owl enough, and uh, which <laughs> I saw people using that, and I'm like, hey, that's from what we do in the shadows. That's what I always think of with Superb Owl. Oh, yeah. Um, but I think it's time we talk about the music we've been loving in touts. Or wait, no, I should do a football one. Um, <laughs> hike me that ball there. Uh, <laughs> what's help me out? What's a good uh, transition I can I, use? I don't want to help you. I, I this should okay. all be in the podcast. You figuring this oh, okay. out? Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, let's uh, do a do a little uh, mosey on down the field like the players do as we uh take steps with our foots that are in cleats over to uh, the music we've been loving in touts Totes. all right well kev i need a nap after that so why don't you go first all right it's been a big few weeks i feel like we're yeah. finally into the the meat and potatoes of the music release schedule of 2022 oh, yeah so I know we've got a couple that we're going to share, Luke. I'll start with the first one that I've got, and that's Hippocampus with LP3. Love it. Yeah. I've been listening to this a lot, uh, specifically the song Boys is Amazing and Ride or Die. Uh, I've been, I was surprised how much I love this one. I mean, I like this band, but I didn't think this one would really like hook me, and it did. I really liked Bluets, the second uh, song yes. on the track. And it's got a few, the whole album's got a few weird uh, audio, like, elements where that song absolutely sounds like your headphones are cutting out. Because I was listening on my AirPods, and they just, like, it goes, like, and, like, cuts out. And then I think in the last track, there's the sound of what has to be beer cans falling off the table onto the ground. I love that you think it's beer cans, because it just sounds like... A general it sounds just like something falling on the ground it sounds like an aluminum a metallic light object falling off the ground and yes it it sounds like when i push through my apartment which is littered with beer cans uh what that (laughs) sounds like listening to their first album they were like a guitar band and so it's been crazy to sort of see their evolution to now them just being this like innovative pop 
sound manipulation. They're really doing some interesting stuff, and I like where they've gone with it. Yeah. Speaking of interesting stuff, probably one of my favorite albums of the year, and that's Mitski with Laurel Hell. Oh, okay. That's that's a great one too. I thought you were gonna talk about another one, but we'll get there. I, uh, I it's amazing. I think it's her most yeah. approachable album because uh, I think "Be the Cowboy." Really? You think? Yeah, I just think it's it it approaches like indie pop a little more than her previous yeah. work did. Um, it is still like dark and uh kind of like woozy at times where i feel like she does kind of disorient you at times but it it's all in service of the whole vibe and i really really yeah. love it Stay but then there's tracks like should have been me that is like the yeah, banger of the year straight, so far straight and just it, it it's like it stands on its own as a single to me like i i think that should be everywhere yeah another fantastic indie pop album Ravina with Asha's Awakening. This wasn't on my radar at all before it came out. It was no. recommended to us by Brian. Uh, yep. And wow, what a project. I've listened to this a ton. And I continue to uh, to really dig into it and find new parts that I like. A couple really good features. Uh, yeah. Vince Staples tweaks. But Yeah, every song was like funky and poppy yeah. and very enjoyable. And then I have been exploring a few albums from last year that I missed, as I always do, and I'm coming here, probably letting you know, Luke, that I'm finally a fan of an album that you've heard like six months ago. So two of those are Goat Girl on All Fours. I don't know if you're familiar with that one. I'm familiar with Goat Girl, but I I haven't listened to that one. That album surprised me. I was like, whoa, I'm bummed I missed this. And Terrence Martin with Drones. That's a fantastic hip hop project that uh, if you haven't oh. heard, you got to get on. And it's got some pretty, some pretty good features. The title track has Kendrick Lamar, Snoop Dogg, what? Ty Dolla Sign, and it's so long I have to expand Spotify, and James Fauntleroy. Wow. Uh, there's Corday, there's Channel Trace, there's... Amazing. Leon Bridges. There's a ton. It's it's a great project. I've been uh, I've been a big fan of it since I heard it. Wow. Yeah. I need to check that out. That's all I've got, Luke. What do you have? All right. I got a lot. And a lot of these are just my favorite albums of the year so far that I've been listening to a lot. Um, I know this is one that we are jointly touting. And it is currently number one on my list. My favorite album of the year so far. Big Thief with Dragon Warm, New Mountain, I Believe in You. Uh it's insane 20 songs and they're all different mm-hmm. kept my attention throughout and uh so many good like folky country-ish songs then you have them going into interesting territory with like songs like time escaping where it's interesting like percussion and then there's some great like guitar rock too which is like sort of the style i got to know them as their first album was like they came out and they were kind of your typical indie rock guitar rock band and i feel like they've really refined their sound over these four or five albums and uh it's it's really interesting to see what they're doing on this album you know luke i have spent time with this album i haven't dug in yet and i i wanted you to give me like a 30 second pitch as to what i should keep an eye out for because it's good, like I've liked it, but it's it, I haven't like sat down and actively listened to it. So 
Tell me what I'm missing. Yes. Okay, so I want to tell you a couple things. First of all, I feel like, uh, as Brian said, Lanker's having fun on this album. We were talking about the line in Red Moon where she goes, that's my grandma. And it's super fun. It's like right at like the like the songs like picking up. It's like a crescendo. And she just yells that as like an exclamation. I realized she mentions a name in the line before she says talking to someone. That's my grandma. But like just little things like that are thrown in. There's some like mouth harp on uh, or jaw harp on Spud Infinity. That's the instrument where it's like boing, boing, boing. It's like kind of goofy. And so, but it like works so well. So there's like weird, like old timey, traditional folk things like that thrown in. And uh, they're kind of like goofy sounds, but they add to it. So that's like the one thing is like, there's sort of a looseness and a fun to this album, which I, I really enjoyed because then there are some like powerful, like emotional songs. But, um, you know, Big Thief is going to be a little more chill, a little more folky. But on songs like, I feel like, uh, No Reason, Simulation, Swarm, Blue Lightning, they're like a little more folky, but or, or a little more like upbeat and uh, like grabby a little, but they're still pretty restrained and chill, which Big Thief will, will do well. Uh, the first half of the album has some really amazing songs, but I feel like uh, when Red Moon starts, track 11... Like track 11 through 14, those are my favorite tracks. Uh, and then there's like some other ones scattered throughout the album. And the first half has some really solid tracks too. Uh, Sparrow, I love, which there's the line about she has the poison inside her. She talks to snakes and they guide her. Very like weird. There's some really like cool, interesting visual lyrics on this too. But, um, yeah, I would say like the second half just gets better. It just gets better as it keeps going. So uh, it might seem long, but the more you listen to it, the more you'll just uncover more great things and the songs will get stuck in your head. I'm sold. Um, I'm, I'm going to I already was going to give it more time, but I'm excited to now. There you go. And since I've talked so long about that, I'm going to run through my next few uh Saba with a few good things. Amazing rapper out of Chicago. Really good. Uh, this it's very influenced by like Prince in the late eighties, early nineties, which I love. Like it reminds me of like sign of the times, love sexy era Prince, my favorite era of Prince. And uh, again, very varied. And he just like does so many different things. He could do the darker style. And, but then there's a lot of like sunny acoustic songs too. spirited debate in the discord over the next album. I'm touting. This is visitor by empath. Yeah, you know, you all right, you you give your perspective and I'll give mine. Okay, well, this was interesting because I had heard a couple of their songs before and had kind of overlooked them. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool, but like didn't really buy in. And then it was Stereo Gums album of the week. So I checked it out and I was like, this is actually a lot different than I thought it would be. Some of the songs are very like dreamy and synthy. But there's also a punk noise rock element to it as well. Sometimes they blend the two in a really interesting way. Um, it is kind of lo-fi. It is kind of rough and raw. It's so very lo-fi. It's, but it's strategically hazy. I, I feel like you can still somewhat make out the lyrics, but I I love the lo-fi style. It's 
it's noise rock. It's sort of what you yeah. do for noise rock. But I like it because I feel like the fuzzed out noisiness adds to the dreamy haze that they're going for. I'm not. I'm not sure that being able to make the like make out the lyrics is the uh, floor for noise rock. I feel like you should usually be able to hear that. And Kev, I'm just like you're saying it's very lo-fi. I've heard some way more lo-fi shit than that. Well, <laughs> here's here's still... where I have a different opinion as you. Is that there's some very like indie pop aspects included in this album. There's yes. a couple songs that I think if they had a much slicker production would be a totally different genre. And that's not to say that this is the wrong genre for this project. It's obviously the project they wanted to make. My opinion was that I agree it's interesting. For me, I could like it more if it were less lo-fi. Hmm. But they're I not think making I would like it. Yeah. No, no, that's a really interesting thing I think about a lot. Like, oh, this could be a pop song, you know? And you're totally right. There's some songs that kind of remind me of like always esque surf pop type yeah. deal too. So yeah, I get that. I would like them less if they were like that. <laughs> yeah, but that's I, just difference in uh, the styles. We I like. don't hold it against them. Like I, I was out having a beer this weekend and I tried a sour and I don't like sours. And I went and I was asked what I thought. I go, I like it. Or I, I go, it's good, but it's not for me. And like, I recognize that it was a well-crafted beer. It was, it was tasty, but not for my palate. So that's, yeah. that's how this album kind of came off to me. Like I, I props to him. It's great. It might just not yeah. be my favorite. I like sours, but they give me heartburn. Um, Another one of my favorites that uh, I got the recommendation from Brian's Bar None hip-hop column, which will be coming out very soon on Off Shelf. Uh, Shay Noir with the album Food for Thought. This is an awesome rapper. She had an album with Apollo Brown a couple years ago, who's a great producer from Detroit. Uh, and this theme of Food for Thought, she really like carries that throughout the album really well. It's a really strong concept, amazing production, and just like, amazing lyrics she was not one who was really on my radar i'd heard a little bit from her but now i'm like she's one of my my top rappers i'm keeping an eye on um then los pichos with let the festivities begin they have begun it's out this band is awesome i'm gonna have an interview with them coming out very soon as well uh awesome instrumental band so go check that out it's a great party album they're your new favorite party band uh, then we got my last one, this interesting uh, electronic album from Yuli called Glitch Princess. And I mean, it lives up to that title. Uh, I, this was related to Young K.O., who was uh, like Young Thug's protege. I listened to his. Well, I guess I'll tout his album, too. Um, but it's like rap with very interesting sort of like glitchy hyper pop type electronics. And I found it. Like it can be abrasive at times, but it's kind of a cool style. Um, now, and Luke, then Glitch Princess, she's be- before kind of doing you, some of that too. Before you move on to uh, the next one, you should That's preface it. that Glitch Princess is not, in fact, a five-hour album. Oh yes, I should mention I did not listen to that last track, which is four and a half hours long. So just listen to the first twelve, and then there's a four-hour ambient thing you can skip. But Spotify does say it's five hours long. I I went to go look at it before I saw your message about that and gasped. <laughs> just a 
you know what's funny is I went to and looked at it the other day and added it to my albums and didn't even notice the five-hour runtime. Wild. So, Luke, uh, this came up when we were chatting in our Discord that uh, I was kind of slacking listening to new music because I was working on something and I was kind of, you know, just like trying to juggle a bunch of things. And I, I couldn't put my mind towards focusing on something new. I, I just wanted an album yeah. that I knew that I was familiar with that was comfortable. And I right. think that's something that's interesting to share. Like what our albums are that when we don't know what to listen to, but we just need something good. What album we go to. Yeah. And I think it makes sense. And to these are our it, favorites. Yeah. To include it in our touts because yeah, there's no higher regard. So we are going to start doing this. I think we've each brought one. So I'll start. This was based on uh, their new album that came out this week, but I went back and listened to this absolute classic, and that's Spoon with Gimme Fiction. Yes. Oh, my that favorite album. album of theirs. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. I was familiar with Spoon. like I'd heard a lot of their songs and singles, but they, uh, they put out a 10th anniversary edition of this album that I yeah. bought and absolutely fell in love with it over again, and it's just... Top to bottom, like the perfect mid two thousands indie yeah. rock album. Uh, it's and it's just no one track stands out in my mind. It's just top to, like it's just oh it's so fantastic. many good ones. I yeah, right. Like on. I I couldn't pick uh, one. I summon you is my favorite. That's what I told you in the Discord. I hated Don't You Ever, but I didn't know what the song was called ever. I just heard it on NPR back in the day, and it was like I fucking hate this song. And then I hear I Summon You a couple years later and, like, loved it and was obsessed with that album. And then I listened to the album after it, and it's I'm like, oh, it's these motherfuckers. Can I tell you my embarrassing story about Don't You Ever? Because that song starts with, like, the boom, boom, boom. And then, yeah. you, like, you, do you know the word that they say, like, before the song starts? They, it, they no. say, like, back, back. Back. Like, I don't know what it is, but for a very long time, I heard that in a movie and heard that sound and thought it was a Beck song because uh, I thought Beck was just like saying his Beck name. Like, and then I heard it once. doing like a producer tag. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is not Beck. This, this, I mean, I was, this was way before I got into Spoon. So I was young and like Beck had. I mean, they're pretty close to Beck. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't feel like it was the wildest reach in the world. But once I realized it, I was like, oh, no, I was very mistaken. They're the non-Scientologists. Yeah. Oh. That's a great comfort album. Uh, you ready for my pick? Yes. Well, my comfort album, since Beach House's Once Twice Melody is coming out this week, I recently listened to their entire discography and made a best of playlist, which I'll be sharing. Uh, you, that is on our social media if you're looking at, for that. Uh, and... So I'm going with just my favorite Beach House album, Teen Dream from 2010. And this has Zebra, which is my favorite song. I've been playing that on guitar. Love that guitar part so much. And uh, this was like a great, like me and my friend group were sharing a lot of music at this time, like right when I was in college. And this was just a golden age of music. Uh, you had odd blood by yaysayer that was like my favorite album of that year you had sleigh bells treats you had beach house teen dream you had big boy left foot lucius uh just so many uh the monitor by titus andronicus so many of my favorite albums came out in 2010 janelle monet's album as well 
Uh, and so there were so many good albums that year, and this was one of my favorites. And I remember uh, thinking that Victoria was a male singer and then seeing them play live and be like, holy shit, because she has a contralto, which is the lowest female voice. And just uh, they, my mind was blown just like hearing their sound, like these guitars with her voice and like the the organs they were working in. And this is still very early Beach House, more guitar based, very different from what, you know, they came to be on Depression Cherry. And like uh, it's my favorite album. And Once Twice Melody may be given in a run for its money because it's another evolution of the band, you know, and I feel like it is really like maybe one of their best albums, maybe their best album because it's really quite incredible. But this one has my number one spot for sure. Well, Luke, I want to talk more about one Twice melody, but I think that uh, we can do that in our next segment. We sure can much like the commentators or the very leaders that cheer. We are going to go to our shouts. All right, first up, we just talked about it. It's the going to be my first listen, Once Twice Melody. It's going to be my second listen, too. <laughs> Once Twice, get it. Um, and, uh, yeah, first album they used a string section for. They're using a lot of interesting synths. New new era for the band, and I'm loving every minute of it. I'm really excited. So that's first. I'm really excited to hear this, this final project because they've been releasing it piecemeal right like it's it's been one quarter at a time and i'm excited to see how each part of their release fits together as the whole like i think it's hopefully going to be greater than its parts because everything's been so good so far but i'm sure they have a cohesive vision that will finally come out this week for sure um then the great hooray for the riffraff with life on earth I love Hooray for the Riff Raff. Played them on this podcast before. She's amazing. Always going to check out a new album from her. Then Blue Hawaii with My Best Friend's House. I didn't realize this is the same singer as the band Braids, which I love. And uh, this is her like dance duo. And I think they've actually been around longer than Braids uh, because they've been around for a while. But I heard the singles from that and they sounded cool. So check that one out currency and the alchemist the alchemist is putting out a new album every month or so but i loved currency back in the day so continuance is the album i'll check this out um then etran de la air with agadez which they are a nigerian band they play a style that's like referred to as desert blues some really cool electric guitar uh work on that and uh, then we got various artists with Ocean Child, Songs of Yoko Ono. Uh, let me just run down some names. I love various artists. Various artists has done a lot of things that are really good. Really? Uh, giant catalog that's very different. Um, okay, listen to who we got covering Yoko Ono. We got Sharon Van Etten. We got Tao Nguyen. We got Jay Sam. We got Deerhoof. We got Flaming Lips. We got Yola Tango. Japanese Breakfast, Death Cab for Cutie, David Byrne. Amazing. Wow. That'll be a good one to check out. Yeah, and actually, I'm not super familiar with Yoko's music. so I'm not either. Yeah, maybe get put onto some of her great classic songs and go check out her stuff. So that's all I got. What you got? 
I have two friends of the pod putting out new albums this week. Uh, I'm very excited about both of them. We have Methyl Ethel with Are You Haunted? Which, yeah. a great question to pose. Always important. I'm really excited to hear that. And also, Metronomy with Small World. Yes. I have loved all their albums. I'm very excited for this one. Excited we, about that. We also have Al's Glass uh, of with Prey slash slash four. I, uh, Crystal Castles was a band I listened to a long time ago. Oh, yeah. So I'm I'm curious to hear like what her sound is like in 2022. Oh. Tame Impala with the Slow Rush remixes and B-sides. That wasn't my favorite Tame Impala album, so I'm kind of excited to hear a new take on it because, I mean, yeah. Kevin Dude, Parker current, is crazy. Yeah, when Currents came out, I like turned on them because they similar like i would say like sometimes when a band is like going away from what you thought they were and it's like maybe they were trying to fit into the scene by being a type of act that would fit into the scene and then they start to branch out and so when tame impala did that and started getting really popular i was like fuck tame impala i don't like this 80s bullshit and now i i go back and i'm like i really appreciate currents and this the slow rush i appreciate a lot more than the first time I listened to it and was like, yeah, whatever. And then I hear some of the songs after I'm like, that's pretty solid. So I'll check out those remixes. Yeah. I'm excited for that. Big crit with digital roses. Don't die. Really excited for this. One of Love the him. most skillful rappers putting music out. So I'm very big crit. Excited. That's what they, it's what you guys call me when we play D and D. Cause I'm always rolling those crits, baby. I can, uh, I can, <laughs> I can deny that. That uh, no, you're not. Or you could just be like, crit failures, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, lots of ones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and finally, Krangbin and Leon Bridges with Texas Moon. That's a uh, collaboration. I'm really excited for. They're both really good, yeah. and I think together could do something crazy. For sure. Well, who? tossed around the old pigskin with us when we were butt lads it was our three daddies we're a planet ant podcast powered by pinecast head over to planetant.com check out all the great stuff they got going on there and i mean they got actual live shows happening and monday night improvs going on again so there's lots of great stuff that they got going on so check that out also offshelf.net check it out it's on the internet just mentioned brian's bar none hip-hop coming out soon my los bichos interview coming out very soon this month so look out for that good stuff over there as always i'm luke leben saying you better check your perspective i'm kevin connor saying go ahead chase those waterfalls this is the best song ever football song ever not a podcast better jokes clever and the tunes are cool it's worth this has been a production of planet amp podcast powered by pinecast